Hey, y'all. Thanks for uh, joining the Garland Pepper Presents podcast. And uh, today my guest is Sarah Parson. And Sarah is awesome. Uh, I know uh, last week we introduced... Um, Brett was going to be on the show, but he has, we have rescheduled, so we will be having Brett soon. Uh, we got Andrea coming up this week also, but today we got Sarah Parson. Sarah Parson is a musician and uh, she's pretty cool. I really like her. She's from Minnesota. We talk a little bit about Minnesota. We talk about music. We talk about, um, she's becoming a mortician, so that's kind of fun too. Um and uh, so we're just, we have a really good conversation. Sarah, Sarah's a lovely, lovely person. And uh, if you're from Minnesota, you probably want to listen to this because there's a lot of Minnesota stuff happening in here. Um, yeah. So uh, y'all have a great day. Love yourself. Love your others. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. The website is coming along. So uh, when that comes along, when it gets ready, I'll be sending you all over there to subscribe to the podcast. So love y'all. Love yourself. Love your others. Bye-bye. Wait, wait for the show. No, listen to the show. Don't bye-bye. Listen to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Garden Pepper Presents podcast. Today, my guest is Sarah Parsons. I first met Sarah Parsons at the Infinity Room in Salem, Oregon. She was uh, doing a singer-songwriter thing. It was all her own stuff, which I always really dig. And she really pulled it off well had an obvious command presence of the stage and how to get into the song and into the song's energy. And it was really cool to watch solo artists do that. And then after the show, come to find out she has been a musician for a long time and toured for a long time with a band called what? The Lower 48. They were rockers. And, <laughs> and uh, we're going to hear about that story. But we're going to start with Sarah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like who, who is Sarah? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, she's a mess lately. Um, but yeah, uh, being a musician during a pandemic is insane. So I've uh, gone back to school and trying to do the mortician musician thing at some point in my life. <laughs> but we'll see. You're going to be a mortician? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's one of my best friends is a mortician. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I did a show with her about it, and it was horrible during the pandemic. So how? Yeah, oh, yeah. you were you're learning this. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's all in the beginning stages. So it's all introductory stuff. Um, doing generals since I I never went to school right out of high school. So um, yeah, yeah. I just decided to go back, and so it's all been online and. That has its own challenges, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of an, it's intense, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to balance it. But. Yeah, yeah. So it's always it's always fascinated pe me people who could who, who go into it because it, it truly is just looking at the truth every damn day. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I've met some really cool people through it and uh, like a friend of a friend, she and I have gotten in touch and we've gotten closer and closer, even though we're, you know, far apart, <laughs> but, uh, just to talk about the business itself. And she's a funeral director. And so she doesn't actually do any of the, you know, embalming and any of the crazy stuff that I'm actually trying to go into, but- uh, You like that part. 
Yeah, yeah, I find it really interesting. And I, I think what really drew me to it was when uh, my, at my uncle's funeral, um, just seeing how he looked when I went up to, uh, during his viewing, I went up to the casket and I just looked at his face and I was like, what the hell is this? This isn't, <laughs> this isn't him. This is not who I know. And right. Um, so I was thinking to myself, you know, I could do much better than this. So uh, I've always been interested in just being a musician and a small business owner at the same time. It's like, I didn't really know when the opportunity or if the opportunity would ever arise, but it's always been something just in the back of my mind. And so sitting around for months on end with nothing really going on and really not wanting to be this you know, housekeeping musician all, all the rest of my days, um, just decided it might be something that I should, uh, start getting into while I have the time. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So you had a housekeeping business. Yeah, I still and, do. And you would schedule that around. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been, uh, working full time and then I was going to school full time and, uh, also trying to write music, which was, a huge challenge but uh yeah I, I scaled back quite a bit because it was just it was too much and uh i my family's going through a lot right now and so i just i decided that i'm just going to take small amounts on right now um especially yeah. in the very beginning stages of school so uh figured once it gets a little more intense it's not going to be easy to take any time off so uh taking the summer off and going to focus on family and music and just trying to live. <laughs> but, good, good. Yeah. There's time for climbing mountains and then there's times for riding down rivers. For sure. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, sounds like you need a little, little time in the river with your family. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So where did you grow up? Are you an Oregonian? No, I grew up in Minnesota, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, grew up in a tiny town north of Minneapolis by about 75 miles. And uh, it's called Mora. It's the sister city to Mora, Sweden. And so we have a lot of Swedish uh, heritage. And uh, like the Vasalopit is this huge ski race. It's the biggest ski race in the world. And the, well, the biggest ski race is the actual Vasalopit in Sweden. But we have the second largest and so uh we host that every year um but yeah it's a very it's a very special town but i, I definitely couldn't live there all of my life but uh yeah right out of high school i just moved out to portland and i've been here ever since so how long is that ski race oh my gosh i actually don't know that's terrible i could look it up but... it's all cross country or telemarking yeah yeah it's yeah. all cross country and um and there's like classical and stuff like that, but uh, the big one is all cross country. You ever ski to school? Oh no, never. <laughs> I, I am not a skilled skier, but I was in this. I was on the ski team for a year in high school, yeah. and I hid in the evergreens with my friends, and we just waited until everybody circled back, and then we would just like hop back in after we just were sitting in the snow and laughing at how terrible of skiers we were <laughs> yeah that's did they excommunicate you from kind of 
parts of the Norwegian culture because you couldn't do well. Well, this one, she's not quite right. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to have to eat lutefisk to make up for it. Yeah, this Finlander, she's not quite one of us. <laughs> oh, that's that's awesome. So skiing is, is culture. I, I used to, anytime it snows here enough, yeah. I will ski into town with my oh, cross-country oh. skis and get a beer. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if I did it my last one or not. I, it hasn't snowed enough in the past few years. Yeah. So I haven't been able to do it. But And my skis are just really crap. They're actually uh, for the track skis, you know, for people who get in those racetracks. Yeah. Yeah, they're that kind of ski, and they're really not made for what I do with them. But they right. do what I need them to do, kind of, and that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, when it snowed quite a bit um, this past winter, we had some neighbors that were going through the street in on their skis and I was like, that is daring. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> yeah. So it's cold up there in Minnesota. For sure. Yeah. Were you like way up in the top or down by where, where, where where's I, yeah. Like right in the middle. Yeah. Right so, in the middle. Yeah. It's all farming. Oh uh, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I actually grew up on a farm. It was a hobby farm, but uh, so we weren't churning out <laughs> like mass production or anything. But uh, yeah, so we Good. yeah raised all of our rabbits. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. like it was crazy moving out here. I didn't know like the price of eggs. Didn't know the price of meat really because just know, always at home. Always had it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in the summer, we have a huge, huge garden that my parents work and uh yeah so a lot of our veggies come from there and it's kind of crazy i it was a big big change moving from yeah tiny town. yeah we always had a freezer and you just went to the freezer to get yeah stuff and put it in the refrigerator so it defrost yeah and then yeah two days later you'd be eating that yeah yeah <laughs> or you forgot to bring out the stuff and then you put it in the pan and cook it with the freezer edge <laughs> you ever do that cook frozen hamburger like it's in a block yes yes it doesn't you go scrape well. off the edge it's the worst yeah. it's the worst way to cook hamburger so frustrating <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's see so high school like of 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 the what was what was that breakfast club of the breakfast club which one are you Boy or girl, doesn't matter. Oh. oh my gosh. That's a hard one. Um, I can't remember her name right now. The little little goth girl. That would have been me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the goth, but you know, I, I identify. <laughs> oh, you were like, were you hidden behind some other costume, but wanting to be goth because you were looking at the magazines? That's what I want to be. Or did you get to express yourself? I definitely express myself, but it was kind of like being stuck in between, you know, like just trying yeah. to figure out what, like what I wanted to wear and like had our, had my moments of just like, no, I'm going to like <laughs> wear a drug rug and, like, yeah. you know, it's just, it all kind of, yeah, it was <laughs> trying there, to. I need to raise this camera because I'm noticing my eyeballs because I'm looking down at you. Sure. Makes me look like I'm looking at at your chest the whole time, which it's just really rude, and so I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to look like I'm doing that. So this will bring my eyes up a little. I think there we go. 
Is that better? Sure, yeah. yeah. That works. Can you see me now? Yeah. <laughs> I got these reflections from the light and all that shit. So oh, I just turned 59. Can you believe that? Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, they're old people that are 59. <laughs> and I know exactly how they feel. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been packaged with a face that doesn't wrinkle yet. It yeah. will like one day, like one day I'm going to wake up and it's all going to be like, <laughs> and it's all going to be like hanging down here. All this face will just be like slapping on my shoulders. <laughs> I hope not. No, you just got to stay healthy. Are you staying healthy or so you're working and you're going to school. Um, so school's off the table for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, and you're going to go back to, you already went back to Minnesota. I did for a few days, but I am going to drive back with my dog and uh, spend the, spend about a month back with my family and help take care of my dad and relieve my mom a little bit and relieve my sister. And it'll just be nice to spend as much time as possible with them since I don't really get that kind of luxury. Um, so I, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see the smile on your face. You look, you're, you're, yeah, you look wistful. You look like you really want to do this. Like you want to get back there and reconnect. Yeah, you, you... yeah definitely. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, like being back in the tiny town, it's definitely not my favorite thing. There are gems about it. Like I do love the town and so many, so many things about it. Um, like they mm -hmm. have a tiny like health food store, which is bonkers to me to think that this town of 3,600 people, they've put in a health food store and it's just it's one of my favorite spots in town they have a little sandwich shop in the back and uh the owner is very cool and um yeah there's like so many little pockets in that town that i really love but there are some things that i could go without <laughs> so yeah um it is kind of nice though to be that my parents live so far out of the town itself that we don't really you don't have to see anyone if you don't want to <laughs> so yeah i think there's a lot of pockets like that in oregon i think about like towns like baker city yeah where it's a self-sustained town yeah but it's got some weird little pockets going on <laughs> for sure know? and uh yeah. what's the economy there's all farming economy so there's co-op too and yeah yeah that kind of thing. yeah that's cool yeah it's a cool little town but uh yeah, mostly excited to see family, hang with the nephews, see my dad. So, so what was the exodus of children from that town? So, you know, the little towns in America, people are leaving them. The kids leave. You're yeah. one of them, right? Yeah. You left. Yeah, I think, I mean, there are quite a few people that have stayed. Um, like, it's kind of shocking to me to see how many people have stayed. Um, mm -hmm. But... Uh, it is kind of nice though, because you get to see the people that like the people that you really want to see. They're still there, so it's it's yeah. nice to go back and spend time and uh, make time to see one another. But yeah. simple quality of life too. I mean, when it's just everything just slows down. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. My my sister Mara, she's two years older than me, and she uh, she's a sixth grade teacher in that town, and. Um, I love it. She lives right on the main street and her house is so cute and just love. Uh, 
yeah, love that she stayed there and she she really enjoys it. She's a tennis coach. She teaches science. She's yeah, awesome. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's about you know happiness really in the end and and feeling at peace. I think is really important. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best decision you ever made? Best decision I've ever made. Oh my gosh. I really don't know. As of right now, I'd say getting my dog. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He's currently right underneath the bed that I'm sitting on. Sure. Sure. <laughs> he he likes to burrow. So he's he's got his little dens everywhere. But your little friend constant companion i love having a dog yeah our dog our dog is is my daughter's dog really yeah we get to pick up the poop and feed her but (laughs) um yeah (laughs) so uh but i've always had dogs and i love having dogs i didn't go to our last so this this is interesting you studying to be a mortician i i just break down every time we get we we lose a dog and I get angry sometimes and, you know, irrational. So last time we put down dog, little Mr. Butters, I didn't go with them. I didn't go with my wife and daughter because I already get emotional. I've been the one doing it by myself. They get more emotional, which is going to just really fuck me up because then I got to be all holding it in. And then I just, I don't know. So I decided not to go. And uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah. Yeah, I the slipping away when they slip in the feet of barb, it's just you, you know, you're holding them and you just feel it go away. Life's gone. So there's something there. For sure. You know. There's something there in us and all of us, I think, and essence, whatever you call it. And you face that. You go you face that daily and you face people like me. Yeah. You're going to be facing, if you end up on the front side, you're going to be facing people like me. Yeah. And sure. Most of those places are pretty small. You end up everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be facing grievers and, and people who don't know how to handle death. I think most of us don't. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's why there's Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe the Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it is Maybelline. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's all really tough. Like I've definitely dealt with a lot of loss uh, throughout my life, and so it's uh, not to say that anybody you never get used to it. It's not like a it's nothing that you're ever okay with, and uh, but yeah, you learn how to adjust to it, I guess. But. Um, yeah, even growing up on a farm, animals path and like right. That freezer was full of. So yeah. you come to terms with it pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Life is death, and death is life. That's a real simple yeah. Buddhist concept, you know. And you can choose how much of that you you want to consume. Right. Yeah. And me, I still choose to eat meat because um, yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah, same. <laughs> it just makes me feel, it feels like the food my body needs. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. You know. Sustainable too. Like, 
I mean, the way that I grew up as well, it's just, I mean, always knew where it came from and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that to me is important, but, uh, yeah. Um, I I had something I was going to say and I totally lost it. (laughs) (laughs) So sustainability and just being aware, I think is very important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was uh, going to say that even our, our chickens on our farm, it's a whole process where we get our baby chicks from an Amish family in town and then uh, we raise them. And then when they're no longer laying as many eggs, then my dad has a contact who um, knows these this community in Minneapolis, these um Hmong families in Minneapolis, they uh, are called up and then they have these rituals. And um, my dad was like, it's absolutely beautiful. He's like, it's such an amazing process. And he's like, I want you to see it someday. And he's like, I think it's really important as somebody who does consume uh, animal products. He's like, I think that you should definitely see it for yourself. And he's like, I've, I've seen it many times. Uh, bringing our chickens over to this other family who has this connection uh, with these families in Minneapolis. It's like, it's just amazing. Just uh, So the Hmong, when they receive live food, mm-hmm. yeah, they have a ritual yeah. Yeah. in which they, they process that from life to death to food. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, to me, I mean, that's amazing. And I wish that more... Uh, all you know as in touch and as uh you know resourceful but yeah yeah like that scene in dances with the wolves when he hands him the heart of his first oh yeah yeah this (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know somebody who had a horse in that movie (laughs) from my hometown oh yeah yeah did they shoot they shoot up there or he just runs horses everywhere you know, I'm not sure, but I, I remember that was one thing that he was very proud of. <laughs> in uh, you know, small towns, hard to make the big news. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cool. It is cool. So, what's the main 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 thing you you uh, when you decided to become like a musician? So, when did you start playing music? How old were you? Pretty young. I think I first picked up a guitar when I was maybe in and uh, my mom is she's uh, she was a band director for 36 years mm-hmm. and uh, so and she's always played like every instrument ever <laughs> so she always had a couple of guitars laying around at home and uh, I just wanted to learn one day and uh, she taught me a few chords and then I just took the guitar into my room and I looked at some tabs from some very, uh, you know, <laughs> punk little bands that I liked. Sure. Just started learning some some chords. And then uh, I had some lessons through uh, this woman that my mom actually taught in school. And she she taught me a few things, but I've just, I think I've always just learned by ear a lot quicker. And uh even in even in band with my mom like she it drove her crazy she's like read the music please (laughs) but I would just play by ear and uh yeah yeah and then I think that I really just started playing more and more 
uh, didn't really get serious about it until I was maybe like 15. But then I would just kind of sit in my room all day and just donk on guitar and sing and yeah. <laughs> so guitar was the first instrument or did you learn piano first? No, I learned piano first, but yeah. uh, I, I quit lessons. I mean, it's crazy because my mom definitely, she says that's one thing that she regrets is that she didn't keep, keep teaching me. Uh, but she, yeah. we had a different uh, instructor for a while and then she retired. And mm -hmm. when she retired, I just didn't continue. And uh, yeah, so I just picked up guitar still play a little piano, but nothing significant. I can still like read sheet music, but it's not something I'm, I'm not good at it. <laughs> yeah, <know>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it takes a while, but uh, a lot of plunking and a lot of mistakes, but. <laughs> I have one daughter who was, she went to like 12 or 14 playing piano and then was just like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm now. <laughs> give me give me some black sabbath books yes. you know <laughs> all the green day books give me you know whatever it was just yeah it was crazy and we we're having a good time with that and uh but yeah she at least played from like six until 12 so she had a good six years of good solid music theory under her so she's pretty solid my my youngest daughter she's not going to do much of anything that she doesn't want to. So we got a good, I think three or four years with her and never really, she never cared. So, you know, now she, but she sings like, like, like an angel. So, you know, she just chose a different instrument. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. So, and they all, and both of them still use their instruments i think alex plays a little bit but not much every now and then they surprise me with a little song they do she's got a her her and her husband are musicians so oh cool yeah they got they do a few songs every now and then but not very often they're both shy they're both you know the introvert musician shit. have you ever heard of them <laughs> who are these people <laughs> who are these introvert musicians how do they do it how do they get up on stage oh it's hilarious like most other Portland musicians like going to shows it's it's crazy to see another musician at your show and it's just like oh it's so good to see you where have you been it's like oh I just like live under a rock <laughs> like I just am totally at home all the time <laughs> right right and especially now but like back when shows were a thing but uh yeah it's wild none of us uh <laughs> it's not as if we don't want to support it's just that we're so introverted but mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, but you get out in front, but you're you're actually doing. So what a band band creates a whole brain. You just come on, be a brain, and then get <laughs> off. <laughs> creates a whole brain, whole body. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Actually, it's a brain that controls the audience, the body. Bah, bah. Oh, I don't know what it is. It's it's amazing. So four people in your band or three? We you three three girl power rock band. Well, now I'm in a project uh, called Rum River Cult, and uh, it's three of us so far, and we're thinking about adding a fourth, um, mainly so I don't have to uh, be stuck to my guitar the entire time, and I can go crazy, maybe do some Karano type <laughs> little, I don't, I'm not doing backflips, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to do some more like, uh, 
lead singer kind of stuff but uh, like performative art or kind of yeah i mean i just i love to be able to move around a lot and uh not have so much responsibility and you know have somebody else that has some better guitar chops than i do uh to solo and just go crazy so you, what do you be you're, you're gonna be on bass no no i, I think i'm just gonna play a uh, lead guitar and uh -huh. uh, yeah and then um or rhythm excuse me not lead what am i talking about right. i'll play rhythm and then uh, a friend of mine we're thinking of adding him and he will play lead so I don't have to worry as much. <laughs> but so then you can go into more antics. Yeah. 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 It's a little more performative. And because uh -huh. I've always loved that. I've always loved to just like let go and be bonkers. And I make a lot more mistakes with guitar <laughs> that way. But yeah. Were you a drama kid? I was not. No. You're yeah. a music kid. Be yeah. Is yeah. that a choice? Like you can be a drama kid or a music kid? So I think they happen the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's for sure something that goes hand in hand. Uh, a lot of my friends in high school were um, theater theater kids. And uh, yeah, so it's it's wild. Like we're, we're very similar, but also very different. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Like even filming a music video for Rum River Cult was wild because we had to actually do some you know some acting I'm, i mean i'm definitely not an actor and you can tell in the, in the video how yeah. uncomfortable i am to be on video and i'm just like oh no my face don't look at my face but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. wow <laughs> so you're, you're probably so i'm thinking about the ali sheedy character in breakfast club yeah and so when you go back to minnesota are you gonna be able to access all of those journals? Oh my gosh, yeah. Actually, when I was back for just a few days, my mom, she has these huge tubs that she's put in this back room. And she was like, if you wanna look through some of your things, I was like, uh, sure. And sorry, I went through some of them and I was reading some of my poetry and like looking at my artwork and uh, some of it's so embarrassing. I, like I left my, I left my bin out and I looked at my sister while she was going through hers and I was like, please don't ever go through this ever. <laughs> like if I go before you burn it, <laughs> never look at it. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now you got to remain good with her. Cause you know, you don't, <laughs> she's buying billboards and oh, yeah. blowing all that stuff up to full size. <laughs> She'll get her revenge. Yeah. She'll know all the secrets too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so when did you, so you start playing music in high school, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you did a little band, but you. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, oh, like actual, yeah. Um, band with my mom. Uh, yeah. I played trombone. <laughs> do you really? I did, yeah, yeah. I it, it, was, it was not my first choice, but uh, I actually grew to love it. I really like. I had so much fun, and I for so like our our band signups. I didn't get to choose right away. My mom, yeah. she's like, "You get to choose last. I'm gonna put you where I need you." And then I had a handful of friends that were just like, "Okay, we'll just wait until you get like placed, and then we'll just like follow suit." 
So I got to hang out with all my friends during band in the back row playing trombone <laughs> and I would get into a lot of trouble. They would not, I would, but. <laughs> yeah, the horn players are always getting into trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> and the drum, drum players are egging them on. <laughs> yeah, we all had our, the snares were behind us. And... Yep. They're almost always set up that way just because the way it's laid out. Right. The two yeah. players taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All I got to do is one, two, three, four. <laughs> yeah. What key was it? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So trombone is fun. I remember those little zip whistles. And then I remember playing with trombones. They were fun. And if you pulled it back too fast, it'd blow your lips back off. <laughs> you ever do that? Oh, I've definitely uh, gone back like into first position and like I've hit my face so hard that like, oh, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, and very embarrassing at the same time. So yeah. <laughs> didn't feel good in any way. <laughs> yeah. People like uh, hockey? No. Trombone? Yep. <laughs> it's a second on the list. Yeah. So you start off, I want to know about the lower 48. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I went, how'd that all start? Like three friends, four friends, how'd this all start up? Yeah. Um, my senior year of high school, I decided to go, I auditioned for an arts high school that was in, in Golden Valley, Minnesota. It's just outside of Minneapolis. Um, a suburb is what some of them would call that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I auditioned to get into uh, the Purpose Center for Arts Education, and I got in. And so anybody that lives, it's a public school, but you audition to get in. And then um, anybody that lives 50 plus miles outside of the radius of the school, can they can dorm there. So I, I lived at the school. And uh, yeah, and that's where I met my bandmates, actually. So uh I met Ben, Ben Braden. Um, he's now a part of uh, Strange Hotels. Uh, they are in LA, but uh, met him and his buddies and uh, yeah. And some of, uh, some of his friends that I met were, they didn't also go to the school and it was just uh, Ben and I and our, our friend Aiden actually, he was our manager. <laughs> which all started off by him just, you know, playing the part just to make us feel a little bit more official. And then, yeah, yeah. And then just became an actual, you know, professional throughout the years. But, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, we all met in high school and it all started off as like a very folky project and uh, it was very sweet, very innocent. And as we grew up and, you know, we graduated from, uh, Purpich and Ben and I just were like, where should we go? And uh, one of our bandmates at the time, uh, Noah, he was going to school out here. And so we <laughs> we weren't doing anything else. So we were like, where do we go? Portland. So uh, neither of us had ever had ever been out here either. So we really didn't know what, <laughs> what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Wild to think that our parents were cool with that. <laughs> just yeah sure pack up the car and leave whatever this is what right after high school like yeah like nearly graduation in, yeah like i think we spent the summer in minnesota and i i worked quite a bit 
and uh, saved some money and then drove out together and we found a place on Craigslist <laughs> and uh, turned out to be awesome. It was an amazing place. Um, and uh, yeah, we were here for, we were here together for eight years and uh, yeah. And then it just, it wasn't working anymore, but you know, shit happens. <laughs> Life happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you guys were a couple band? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's for a bit but yeah that yeah. you know that seems to happen i mean it's almost inevitable right it's like we're the only two people who are always around each other right yeah especially if you're on the road yeah i mean like ben and i were together for just a couple years yeah it was only two yeah. years out of the whole you end up sharing some of your deepest moments with somebody like that oh for sure like yeah. those guys know me so so well like yeah all of them so yeah. yeah, it's it's almost inevitable in some cases. Yeah. So that broke up, and so now you're reconnoitering, reconsidering, reconfiguring yeah. the situation, but rebooting the hard drive. Yeah. So when I met you, I was actually still just trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I was like, I I still definitely want to play, and uh, playing solo was what I thought I should do at the moment, and uh, I still love to play solo. It's not like uh, I don't know. It just, I think that both playing solo and playing in a band, they're just so different and so special in their own ways. But yeah. playing in a band is just so much fun. Like it's just, it's the best. So playing in his band is, is it's much different. Yeah. Um, whenever I see somebody playing solo, I, I, recognize the vulnerability in that oh, and, for sure. and that yeah. gives me a level of respect right up and so at that point i'm i'm always going to go i will listen street busker whatever yeah if they're if they're solo performing and they're giving their heart out then yeah and some aren't some are right. <clears throat> but just the mere fact of of, of performing solo is is more challenging than i think with an entourage oh absolutely yeah i mean it's all on you you can't you don't have anything to pace with you don't nothing else it's all you yeah the worst show i've ever played was one by myself and it was almost immediately after the lower 48 broke up and it was at the same venue that we had played one of our last shows and i bomb it was the worst i've ever played i was so nervous i hadn't played solo in years and it was just i felt totally naked and it was like i think some some of the if i remember correctly i think some of the guys from the band kululu do you know those guys no no they're super funny like just quirky really really great i i love them but uh they showed up and uh, I, we hadn't really officially met and they sat down at a table. They were like watching and I got really nervous and I screwed up so many times. And I actually like at one point had stopped a song and I'm like, this is shit. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like apologizing to the entire crowd. I'm like, okay. I have not done this in so long. Like I felt so embarrassed and like it, I, 
immediately like just got the biggest whiskey and sat down afterwards and it was like I don't know if I can do that <laughs> like I don't know if I can do that anymore oh my god but, yeah it was terrible. scary oh yeah terrifying yeah yeah it's up there with death you know <laughs> you hurting all of it yeah holy shit yeah that's a that's a good bomb story holy i love good bomb stories they're oh, so because i feel them i'm just like oh i know what you're feeling it's just like yeah. ah! they're cringy oh for sure yeah i feel for them you know it's like oh i feel so bad yeah but you got to go through it and you did and you came back out that's after that's when i saw you yeah yeah and yeah after a few performances it just like it got easier and easier and tapped back into it and uh now I haven't done it in so long, but, uh, but yeah, that show, that show was fun. That was a, that was a really fun one. Yeah. It's closed now. That place is closed. That place is closed, but they have merged with a vegan, um, that same vegan restaurant and, 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 and a comedy club. Okay. So they're doing, yeah, I, I'm not sure how the, how the, how it's all laid out, but. And yeah. then they really haven't had to figure it out because they've been closed because those are all social social events. But um, right. so it's a stage with a little yeah, it's a comedy club and and it's downtown now. It's right right downtown. Okay. Yeah, oh, in Salem. That was great. That old place was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. It was my favorite. Yeah, there's uh, there, oh, there was somebody that worked there. She was just such a gem. I would just order a shot and a beer, and she's like that's my girl <laughs> like perfect <laughs> like i instantly love you <laughs> yeah. yeah well i think you'll like the new vibe it's the same owners they just had something happen with the lease or whatever sure. had to move but they yeah that old one had like a disney theme park feel like you're in new yeah. orleans or something you know with a hybrid running over you yeah i was yeah. like where where did this come from like as soon as you walk in it's just like damn like there's so many different parts and like yeah. when we play it's great yeah yeah it, yeah the moment of silence for the old infinity room in west salem oregon oh it was awesome okay silence doesn't play well on the radio stop that no. start talking again everybody okay uh <laughs> so i want to tell people the story of how many times we've tried to do this oh my gosh oh I yeah so I think you were, yeah, I reached out to you um, before the fires. Yeah. And then um, the fires happened and we were scheduled that week. And then I, I called you and I think we actually got through part of a show, but it was just terrible reception. Everything was breaking up. I don't think that was me. No, no, that was Peter. That was Peter Holmstrom. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So we did do that show, but um, no, we talked. And we, we, or we texted and we, we canceled it. Yeah. And then I, then we tried to get a couple more, but things, the schedules just never freaking came together. Yeah. And it's just been chaos. Like, I mean, pandemic fires, like what else? <laughs> you know, it's I know zoom really helped me because the connection issues with uh, anchor were challenging. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I kind of quit doing those. Um, those that connection style so i just zoom now and if people want video i, I do it but i i'm not doing that much video because it's a lot more processing yeah. yeah yeah however at some point i probably should 
yeah. just because there's content there. And then I guess, what do they call it? The king. So I guess I should throw content out there, but I will over time. So what do you want to gain? Well, one of the things you gain, I think, from being a mortician is really your ability to kind of figure out where you want to land and land anywhere. Where yeah. would you land? Oh, my gosh. You know, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's best uh, to land in the traditional lands because they pay more for it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But... <laughs> you get out here and the hippies are like, you got one of them mushroom bags? <laughs> oh, I love that, though. Like, there's actually a place in, I think it's near Sandy. It might be in Boring. Uh, but there's a woman who she wrote this book um, all about green burials. It's I think it's called the Green Burial Guidebook. Oh. And it's very cool. And I was thinking about like how amazing it would be to work for her. Like just uh, I love her view on uh, death care and like the future of death care being green. And uh, yeah, it's very fascinating. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a well-leveraged industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's all under the same controls. It's like almost a monopoly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild how much it's, uh, it's opened up to, you know, it, it was such a family business before and now you actually, you have to go back to school in order to practice and, uh, mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of wild, but um, yeah, <laughs> anytime I tell anybody about going, uh, actually doing this whole process, uh, you either get met with somebody who's fascinated by it or completely disgusted or uh, terrified. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm here to either scare people or intrigue them, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a different, that's an, that's attack. Yeah. <laughs> that attack. How how are you feeling? You need uh you got another story in you or two? Maybe two or three? What kind of story? <laughs> I don't know. I wanna hear the story of how you think No, I don't wanna hear that story. Because that's projecting <laughs> I don't wanna hear a projecting story. <laughs> I wanna hear a story of you and your mom's best conversation day. Oh my gosh. I feel like that's every day. She and I talk every day and uh, we're super, super close. And uh, yeah, I think one of my favorite moments though with her was right before I moved out here. And she and I were, we were sitting at the house and we were just talking about how much we would miss each other. Mm. And we started playing music together and we it's funny because it's we were playing father and son by cat stevens oh uh, yeah and we were singing it together and we both just broke down and cried at the same time and uh yeah i mean to this day i mean my favorite thing about my mom is uh just she's a wild wild soul and i love sitting around a, a campfire with her and uh, she'll play Neil Young or Cat Stevens or, you know, Joni Mitchell. And it's just, I love it. I love it so much. She's a huge inspiration to me. That song's wrecked me also. So we have that in common. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that song has wrecked me. 
I love Cat Stevens so yeah. much. Harold and Maude is my favorite movie. Go figure. Uh, the wild movie, yeah. I love it. And now it's becoming like, well, I identify as young. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. But usually it's identify as powerful. If it's a man with a younger woman, I identify as powerful. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and she identifies as well kept. Okay. Yeah. Is your puppy, puppy coming in there? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Trying to figure out the computer. Can you say hi? Well, hello. Hi. Can you say hi? Oh my gosh. Beautiful. What is, what kind of dog is that? He's a Moody, M-U-D-I. They're uh, Hungarian herding dogs. And uh, <laughs> he's a whole 26 pounds. Low back haunches. It's like, <laughs> they're like a triangle. Uh, he oh. might have been. He was probably. Oh, he was probably scrou scrouching. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's uh, a, <laughs> he's very wild usually. But right now he's pretty subdued. Yeah. In trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love our pets. Love them. So you get to go, you get to move to Minnesota for a few months. Are you going to just stay there? Or are you going to come back here and go? Are your schools online? How's it working? Uh, well, since I'm not taking courses uh, over the summer, mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, finish out this semester. And then once I'm done, I'm going to head back. And he and I are going to pack up the car and take off. And he's been with me to Minnesota before. And so he loves it. He loves to be able to just run out our front door and go chase squirrels and play with my parents' dogs and roam the farm. And he's tired every night. So <laughs> he loves it. Yeah. And he actually doesn't mind being in a car. He just falls asleep right away. So he's the, the laziest passenger. <laughs> he doesn't bring his West Coast attitude out there. <laughs> he does have quite a bit of attitude, but <laughs> he likes to tell people what to do, but you know, that's her dog issues. <laughs> well, Sarah, this is great. I'm glad that uh, you're, you're, you're kind of finding a path for the financial side. Your music will always be there. Yeah. That's the beauty of that. And that's why your mother, I think, was so intense about yeah. that. And the more you have, the better it is. You know, it's just like reading. The more stories you know, the more you start to see, oh, it's all these stories and people are just acting out different stories. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really glad we got to have this talk. Me too. Yeah, I'm glad this worked out finally. I'm so sorry that last week didn't work. And oh my gosh, it's just been, you know, <laughs> life is absolute chaos. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, everybody out there in the real world, um, love yourself. And, and I'm serious about that. I mean, if you're like beating yourself up about some shit, figure out what that is and stop doing that yeah um and when you do that once you can do that then you can love others easier because like you can see them because you can't see others until you, you stop being blinded by your own bullshit so love yourself and then figure out what your bullshit is yeah. right honest to ourselves yeah we never talk to our friends the way we talk to ourselves no no we don't and uh I, I don't know. So I guess sometimes we find results, right? It's like it's, there's yeah. some sort of self-hazing that's like, yeah, when I beat myself up, I don't eat as ma as bad, you know, right. this, this week. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So it's, I think there's a longer term solution that, in, that implies 
truly relaxing and being at peace with yourself. Yeah. And in order to do that, you got to let those stories drift through. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm, I'm kind of envious of you. Um, I love a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to Minnesota. It's gorgeous in the summer. Yeah. I'd like to just go and um, like um, wedding hop. <laughs> eat all the hot plates. Yes. All across the whole state. That'd be awesome. <laughs> That'd be a fun, fun. <laughs> just like go to like little church banquets and little downtown banquets and just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm here in this town and this is their quality of hot plates at this town. There's probably not as much of that now that COVID. That's probably changed culture quite a bit. People sharing food. For sure. But still, you got a church social. People are going to bring a dish. Yeah. And guaranteed in Minnesota, we'll have cheese on it. So. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. And why not? <laughs> Cheeseburger the other day. I got to talk about this. This is how good cheese is. I got a $1 burger, but for 50 cents more, I could get cheese. So I got a $1.50 burger. There you go. <laughs> you get you with the cheese. They do. <laughs> and you got to do it. You do. See? Packers fan? Oh, no. I'm not even a football Vikings. fan. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to be a Packers fan in Minnesota. I don't think and get away with it. No, I think you can't live there if you are. <laughs> right, right. The only thing green in Minnesota is the grass. Exactly. Get out of here with that. <laughs> uh, oh. well, thank you so much. Anything you want to tell me? I I don't know. I think I think I actually have to go study for anatomy. So <laughs> that's yeah. my that's my plan for the night. But I need to figure out how to make that one little muscle that's right there in the neck stop from getting too tight or whatever. Uh, what is it? Oh, I was going to say it's the sternocleidomastoid, but that's that's not the one you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I think it connects up in here, up in the back, uh, between uh, behind the traps. Yeah, it might be. It might be it. I don't know. I, I'm very bad with... <laughs> all of it i'm not yeah. an anatomy student apparently well, good news is you're not going to have to actually use anatomy to save anybody that's true yeah so i don't care if you know as much as maybe a doctor yeah <laughs> like yeah like i'm the last person who cares if you fuck up on me like cut the wrong vein i'm like it's not going to pump anything right exactly yeah. just cause me some issues <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to sew that up and put some maybelline on it <laughs> I'm gonna putty it up there you go ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening to the garland pepper presents podcast you know what to do subscribe tell your friends about it uh share 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 sharing's caring so like if i post it on facebook and you like listen to it and you like it repost it i think that's how they do that anyway i'm just having a good time doing it so let's just keep doing that thank you sarah thank you have a great day you too